know that in Jesus Christ you are the Lord of our Son. We pray, O Lord, that by your word, just as you spoke to those waves and the wind and the storm, you said, Peace be still, Lord. We pray that as you speak to us your word, you would empower our hearts to be still and to us in you this morning. In Christ's name we pray. Uh, when I uh, was in college, I got married. Uh, I actually got married over spring break of my senior year, my very last semester of college. It was the best spring break ever because it was my honeymoon. And uh, I told my professor I'm going to be in class for a couple of days because I'm getting married. And they were a little bit shocked. In fact, I was surprised that my Again, verse 34, says, do not be ages about 
It's a command that he repeats three times. Do not be anxious about your life. What you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what clothes you're going to wear. I communicated on uh, Thursday, And the verse right before 
Jesus says not to be anxious is this. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore, I tell you not to be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink. See, there is a sinful anxiety that comes from treasuring money, our life, our need to be God. Now that being said, we have to also remember and understand that we are embodied creatures who are created in a world that has been marred by sin. So it's not just that we are souls that are floating off somewhere. We have bodies that we've been created with, and it is our body and our soul that is marred by sin. And so that entails our entire body of existence, even our, our minds, can be broken. Anxiety disorders can be part of body life in this modern world. And there are physiological realities that we have to be aware of. Sometimes stress and the anxious feeling that is related to it is just, I think, can be related to the everyday circumstances that we go through from work and family life and their physical response. It was exercise and sleep and these things. Yesterday, we briefly went to uh, uh, Daily Busters, and I got a great workout playing uh, Korean Dance Dance Revolution, where I, I killed uh, Lindsay Stone, and I did a, really, did a lot better than her. It was fun. But sometimes, what I'm saying is, anxiety and stress that we feel uh, is related to our bodies, and taking care of our bodies, and exercising, and getting sleep, and these things. That being said, you know, there are other things like postpartum, PTSD, and all of these things that that we may struggle with at different times. And we're not saying, look, if you have postpartum right after having a baby, the mom comes home and she's feeling overwhelmed and anxious, and overwhelmingly anxious for no reason, whatever, that, you know, we say, look, mom, you just need to tell us the Lord. And stop being so selfish and thinking about yourself. We're not saying that either. But at the same time, we have to be careful of recognizing. Look, another danger that we can come across in our time is to say, okay, well, I have a disorder. I have this physiological circumstances that make me an anxious person. So what Jesus say he doesn't uh, pertain to me. I think what we would have to say, what Jesus would say here is, look, if this is you, you need to be especially, especially watchful over the circumstances of your hearts and of your emotions and of your feelings. And we know there's a sinful anxiety that comes from treasuring money and life and our needs more than God and His kingdom. It's seeking after these things all of our affections. I want you to think about this. How do you hear? How do you hear Jesus' command here? Do not be anxious. I put on Facebook the other day uh, a story about this SNL skit where this woman with claustrophobia who comes to this therapist and she says, I have this terrible fear of being buried uh, alive in a box. And so, so you're saying claustrophobic. She says, Yeah, that's basically it. She says, I have two words for you. She says, Shall I write them? She says, Shall I write them? Another one was just two words. Two words. So, okay, what is it? It's 
not threatening us here. He is lovingly and firmly telling us not to be anxious. He's empowering us with the truth. And he gives us a positive command. So the empowering truth for us, for yourself, to remind yourself when you find yourself anxious is this. That Jesus is reminding us here, do not be anxious because your heavenly Father cares for you. Your heavenly Father is concerned about you. This is what all these listing of rhetorical questions, building up question after question, are getting at. Verse 26, he starts out, God cares for us. So as 1 Peter says, 
Cast your anxiety upon your God because He cares for you. So what are some reasons? I think Jesus gives us a number of reasons in this passage on how we know that God cares for us. We'll look at a few arguments. The first argument that I think Jesus gives that we can question our own feelings and question our anxiety with the knowledge that He cares for us is this. Your Heavenly Father knows your needs. He knows you. Father-like, He knows our needs. He's tender for us. He 
have to worry. I wouldn't have to be anxious about all these things about school. I said, God, if I had to one of these cows, I wouldn't have to worry. But God is telling us that is not the case. Look at those cows in the field, how plump they are, how God cares about them. You child, are you not so much more important than him, than those? But to speak the truth to our anxious hearts, and I need you to, that God cares about those things, those cows. And if he cares about them, Not to be a burdensome law 
or having a good reputation, when that is threatened, fear response arises and it's anxious. And we say, I'm anxious because my reputation is at stake, because my family is falling apart or my fear is falling apart. Sometimes anxiety is a fear response when our heart's treasure is being threatened. And Jesus confronts us our anxiety in our life. He says, not to seek our kingdom, our idols. He says, rather, seek God's kingdom and His righteousness. Be anxious about God's kingdom. So what is God's kingdom and His righteousness? Romans is so helpful where it says that the kingdom is not a matter of eating or drinking but of righteousness and of peace and of joy in the Holy Spirit. See, the kingdom is not just about mere physical realities and external laws of don't eat this, don't eat that. It is about where there is new spiritual, there is spiritual newness of life that extends. It is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. The righteousness that Jesus is describing here in the Sermon on the Mount, that where his priorities of the kingdom of Jesus are being set in the Sermon on the Mount, that we in our life and in the world reflect this righteousness, that we're focused upon his righteousness, the Sermon on the Mount as he describes it, and it is peace, it is the peace of knowing that we have peace with the King. That we don't have anxiety because we don't have anxiety because the king is no longer our enemy in Christ. That the king, that we are with him, he is with us, and we say, Be still, my soul. The Lord, the king, is on your side. And it is joy in the Holy Spirit. It is that worship, that delight, that communion of knowing him in the world. So our focus is on the kingdom of God, which consists of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And as we're anxious about these things, as we focus on these things, this blows away the anxieties of our idolatries and our self-focus. I love the way Martin Luther in his hymn, A Mighty Fortress of God, puts it. Says that word above all earthly powers, no thanks to them abideth. That is Christ. He remains as the King of all powers. He is the King. He abides. He is in power. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and the gifts are ours through Him who with us sideth. Let goods and kindred go, this mortal life also. The body they may kill, God's truth abideth still. His kingdom is forever. Christian, what do you fear? What makes you anxious? Think about it. Maybe ask somebody you trust. I asked Matheson a few weeks ago about what, what, what she thinks I'm afraid of and what I get anxious about. And one thing she said is, Jeff, I think you're afraid of failure. I think you're afraid of failure and that you'll end up being a uh, pastor in the deep south in LA. 
that is absolutely terrifying to me. But really, the part of it is a failure. And money for me just goes into that as a key to success or, or failure. What do you fear? What makes you anxious? Think about it. Then take it to its most absurd conclusion. Okay, you fail. Okay, you end up pastoring in the deep south in Alabama. And then what happens? They kill you? Okay, you die. Let good to him you know this mortal life also. The body may be killed, God's truth abides. Still, his kingdom is forever. Take your fear, take your anxiety, and bring it out into the light. God's kingdom. And whatever that fear is, you may say the body they may kill, God's truth by the still. His kingdom is forever. And with Christ as your king, you are in it. And your heavenly Father holds you and keeps you safe. And he's your need. So let's pray.